Good morning and welcome to HealthWorks. Um, this is actually the last show of 2021 and my my guest today is Dave Hoff. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Carol. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Hope you had a great Christmas. Yes, yes. It was very nice and I hope you did too. Um, so Dave, you're retiring in... <laughs> In a few days, yeah, the end of the week, Carol. Yes, yes. And so, you know, I I really asked you to come on the show. First of all, you know, thank you for your leadership over the last 20 years. Um, I've actually been here for all 20 years of that. Um, I could could proudly say that because I I do truly believe in Way Memorial Hospital, Way Memorial Health Systems. But, you know, looking back at those 20 years, um, you know, we, we had this conversation already. You have said, you know, most CEOs maybe only last two to five years, you've been here for 20 years. So you've seen a lot of changes. You've helped a lot of changes happen at Wayne Memorial Hospital, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I, I may have been an instigator for some of the changes, but I've had a great deal of support from my team that, and the team of people, as you know, Carol, we have at the hospital come, come up with some wonderful ideas of things that we run with as well. I know. And so, you know, can you think back when you first got here, what was your biggest challenge, um, you know, in, in year 2000, 2001? What was the biggest challenge back then? Yeah, boy, it's, it's it's hard to remember everything 20 years ago, but I can tell you one of the big crises that we were facing in the state of Pennsylvania was facing was a malpractice crisis in our state. Uh, hospitals throughout our state were closing their OB departments because uh, their obstetricians could not afford a medical malpractice insurance. Uh, we were very concerned about mm-hmm. our OB program because at the time our two obstetricians came and met with me and says they were thinking about leaving our state. Uh, and that was very, very concerning. Uh, so working with our, our, our board and and looking with what we could do to support quote unquote private doctors at the time. They're not they weren't all employed like they are today. They were all private. Uh, we worked with uh, uh, providing some malpractice assistance for them that was allowed under federal laws for uh, rural areas to provide their doctors. And that kept the program going. That was really, really important uh, because I was able to keep the program going here for our community. It's mm-hmm. so important that we have an OB program. I'm very committed to that. Right. And, and you know, that is amazing because, you know, many of our services now um, if we don't have them here in, in Wayne County, in, in Honesdale area, people have to travel 40, 50 miles for that service. So so things like malpractice insurance that physicians can have that, that um, you know, that you help coordinate is so important to keep these doctors here in our community. Um, so what about 2004 when we, when you kind of partake or, you know, worked with the board for the new, one of the newer expansions? Yeah, we, we, as our team and, and and our team, I mean everyone, including our board, uh, always looks at things we ought to be doing and mm-hmm. see how we can get better and bigger. And the thing that really was very concerning to me and many members of the community and my board and the medical staff was our emergency services at the time. We were providing good service. That wasn't the question. We did not have an adequate place to provide the emergency service. People might remember the old uh, ER where we had just uh, uh, cots and, and curtains basically mm-hmm. separated everybody. It was a curtain. You pull a curtain when somebody came in and you heard all the private conversations that were going on between patient caregivers and the patient. Well, things have changed a lot. We said, you know what, we need to have a, a nice uh, ED 
uh, for our community, a nice emergency department. So we made a commitment and the board supported that in 2004. Uh, we started the process and it led to the emergency room opening, I believe, Carol, probably about 2007, mm -hmm. the emergency room opened. So it took a couple years uh, for us to, to develop what's now, a, what was then a three-story tower, the first floor being the ER, the second floor being really conference room space, and the third floor being our uh, a Good Shepherd Rehab Unit. Right, right. And I think that's so important, too, is for, you know, our community to know that we partner with a lot of different medical fields and, and different, I wouldn't say companies, but organizations like Good Shepherd to bring services here to, to Wayne Memorial Hospital, correct? Yeah, we do. We have a lot of affiliations with different organizations. We have an affiliation not only with Good Shepherd for rehab, we have an affiliation with Geisinger for various programs, including our primary stroke program, which is so important. Uh, we have a, an affiliation with uh, uh, Lehigh Valley Medical Center for our burn care program. Uh, and we also have a very close relationship to the School of Medicine, which is also a Geisinger program, the Geisinger School of Medicine, um, that helps train people uh, to become doctors. And hopefully some of those doctors will want to come practice here at Wayne Memorial. Right. And I think another important um thing that maybe some people don't realize is the kind of introduction to telehealth, right? I mean, how important is that to Wayne Memorial Hospital? Because we cannot always house many, we may have one doctor in one specialty, but to have three and four of them at one time, that's almost impossible for we a small do, hospital. We have several ex wonderful examples of how we're using telemedicine. We mentioned the primary stroke program and our relationship with Geisinger. Geisinger provides us uh, through telemedicine, a neurologist 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, that is fantastic. Uh, also through telemedicine, we have the ability to have radiology services available 24 hours, seven days a week. Uh, we have one radiologist on site, uh, but we have probably the equivalent of uh, three or four working remotely 24 hours a day providing interpretations of, of our images, which is so important for us to provide a good medicine and timely care. Right, and you know, even speaking of radiology services, the equipment that we have between uh, mammograms and CTs um, and x-rays and MRIs, we've always, we, when I say we, Wayne Memorial Hospital, the health system has always kept up to date with the, the kind of the latest equipment and how important that is, again, for our community. Yeah, we've been very fortunate that we've been able to uh, replace and add new programs every year here at the hospital. I've been here for 20 years. Every year, our capital budget for, for replacing equipment or developing new programs and services is right around $4 million. So we wow. invest approximately $4 million every year into either replacing uh, equipment in our facility or adding new programs. Right, and I think, you know, one big program or, or another big part of our health system was the introduction of the FQHC in 2007, correct? Yeah, we, we, uh, it's been a really important program. And what led to the uh, Federally Qualified Health Center, or as your community, or as I, community members know better, as the Wayne Memorial Community Health Centers, uh, was really, we had a real crisis developing as related to our ability to keep physicians in our community, particularly primary care doctors. And so we looked at various models that were out there uh, for communities to, to help recruit and retain doctors. And the one model that we were very intrigued about was called an FQAC, a Federally Qualified Health Center. That's a federal program. It's a competitive program. Just because you want to become an FQAC, you don't get it. It's, it's competitive. We had to submit 
I think we submitted three different applications mm -hmm. over a course of two or three years before the federal government granted us, us that status. And why is that status so important? Under an FQHC status, you get a little bit higher reimbursement the doctors do for Medicare and Medicaid patients. Uh, so doctors are getting paid a little bit more, number one. Uh, we, number two is we got program grants every year from the federal government to support either improving access to services or expanding services in our community, number two. Number three, medical malpractice, as we talked about earlier. This is a way for us to introduce medical malpractice in our community, and it did not cost the community or our physicians anything for those primary care doctors. It was paid for by the federal government. Why did the federal government grant us that status? Because we were able to demonstrate we had a severe need for physicians and we were an economically depressed area and uh, uh, but it took again it wasn't it wasn't an easy task it took us several times right. in order for the government to grant us that very important status yeah i do remember the day that that um you called looking for jack dennis <laughs> and he i think he was he's away at a conference or something and you called over to our office saying we were awarded the FQHC, yeah. and that was very exciting because, again, it's just bringing more services to our area, which is so important to keep people in our area, to keep a, a good health system, an excellent health health system within our area. Um, and, and speaking of, you know, primary care physicians or PCPs and the hospice program, correct? That's something that was kind of new and up and coming when we started to introduce that here at Wayne Memorial. Yeah, about the same time as the Federally Qualified Health Center, uh, there was a new program that was developing throughout the country called the hospice program. And, and I was introduced to it by a, a primary care doctor. He said, hey, Dave, I, this is a program you, you better ed educate yourself on because this could very well be the wave of the future in what the hospice program allows is for the uh, primary care doctor like um, family practice and internists to stay in their office uh, to provide outpatient care and not have to cover call and not have to take care of patients at the hospital. It's better use of their time. They're more efficient that way. And the hospitalist, you hire the hospitalist and all they do is take care of inpatients. So it was a different approach of things. So we educated our medical staff on it. And like a lot of new things, it wasn't a, something that everybody embraced right from the get-go. Mm -hmm. uh, some of our doctors that now are very excited about the program were a little hesitant about the program, saying, geez, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I'm, you know, uh, I'm used to taking care of my patient 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whether or not they're in the hospital or not. But once we introduced the concept and got educated on it, more and more people became thrilled with the concept. And again, the concept was there really to help us recruit and retain doctors. And it probably provides a little bit better level of care for our patients. Because it's always, uh, Carol, as you know, we have uh, hospitals in the program, in the house, 24 hours a day, seven days a right. week. Right. And that is amazing because, you know, you don't, if you need to speak to a physician, there is someone always there to answer the question for the patient, for the family, um, which is, you know, so really important for our right. community. Um, you know, so you mentioned the primary stroke center, um, also the level four trauma center that now we are, um, you know, certified under. And we can't forget the helipad and how important that is to our community when, when someone needs to be life lighted out. Um, to maybe a tertiary uh, clinic or facility, correct? Yeah, I mean, we couldn't be a level four tr uh, center without having a heliport. And I, we appreciate the, the 
his, the history of support we received from our Way Memorial Hospital Auxiliary. The Auxiliary made the heliport happen. They made a over a hundred thousand dollar commitment to that project, mm -hmm. so it was really important. And I, I, they supported us on a lot of projects uh, uh, in the past, and a lot of projects I'm sure going into the future. Um, but yeah, we've done an awful lot of things here. Uh, the new patient tower is very visible for people. That opened in 2019. That was a direct result of, uh, again, us trying to um, reinvest money into our facility for the meet the needs of the community. Everyone knew if somebody got sick and needed to be hospitalized, they should have the right to be in a private room if mm -hmm. at all possible. And we didn't have enough private rooms. So with the, the new patient tower, it's 50 all private rooms. Um, so we're excited about that, uh, to be able to use our resources and give back to the community and give them the, the, the privacy and confidentiality and that they really, really deserve with their patient here at the hospital. And it's been received really, really well right. by the community. Right, and it is. It's state of the art. Um, you know, top of the line, but again, the the exceptional care that people deserve and, you know, do get here at Wayne Memorial Hospital. Um, so, yes, and, and isn't it nice to kind of almost wrap up your 20 years with with that new expansion, but better yet, to the rural health model? Right, you know, about the same time as we uh, were doing the patient tower, uh, we were also looking at a new model of healthcare called the um, Pennsylvania Rural Health Model. Uh, which is a global-based payment system uh, that the state introduced uh, for uh, rural hospitals. And we became one of the first hospitals in the state to agree to the program. The objective is, interestingly <laughs> enough, is I'm, I've just built this beautiful tower. The objective, though, is to keep people out of that tower, It's to keep people healthy, to provide service at the lowest level of care possible. And the objective is really try to improve their, their health status. And we have done a pretty good job with PA Rural Health Model. So we're still in our infancy. We're only uh, two years into it, but it, it is also um, a very good program. And it's, it's just an example of, of over the last 100 years of our existence that this organization continues to be progressive and innovative. And I'm sure going forward, the organization will continue to be progressive and innovative. Yes, because you are handing the realms down to James Petnato, Jim Petnato, right? Jim. Jim's a, <laughs> I'm really happy that Jim's taking over for me. I know you'll do a great job, Jim. Jim and I have known each other probably for, oh, geez, 11, 12 years and uh, 10 years of that time. He served as our really our chief nursing officer here at the hospital. And he'll do a great job going forward. And uh, the organizations uh, can feel very confident. And the community can feel very confident. They're in real good hands. Right, right. And we are, I think, all very happy to have, um, you know, Jim taking over. But, you know, we really want to thank you, Dave, um, for your 20 years of service. Um, you really put your heart and soul into Way Memorial, Way Memorial Health System. I know I appreciate everything you've done for for me uh, over the years. I know our community has. Um, so thank you very much for, for everything. Well, thank you, Carol. I appreciate working with you, and I appreciate all the support that the community has shown this organization. I Please, community, we need your support going forward. And by the way, Carol, to you and the community, uh, Happy New Year. Best of luck in 2022. Yes, Happy New Year to you too, Dave, and your family, and to all of you listening out there today. Thank you for supporting Way Memorial Health System. Thank you for listening to HealthWorks. I want to wish you a great day and a happy and healthy new year. Thank you for listening.